Blog Talk Radio. Oh, it's Thanksgiving here on the Asylum Fantasy Sports Inside Slant. Rick, why wouldn't there be technical difficulties? Yeah, well, it's full, too, so, you know, it's just taking a little snooze. No big deal. All right. Well, welcome in week 12. What's left of it, anyhow, after a packed, packed schedule of games on Thursday? You can be part of the show, AsylumFootball at gmail.com, at AsylumFootball on Twitter, and, of course, on the phone line, 646-668-8488. That's right. We are Flieger and Briggs. Welcome to the Inside Slant, and you survived Thanksgiving. You're either sitting pretty good or you're in tight races. Hard to say what your schedule is fantasy-wise, but Detroit edged out Minnesota 16-13. Dallas edges Washington 31-26, even though it wasn't as close you know, really, as the score indicated, quite frankly, uh, then Pittsburgh, that was just a boring game to watch. <laughs> you know, watching uh, Indianapolis flounder around defensively, 28-7 Pittsburgh, but a lot of fantasy points scored. And, um, yeah, we were just talking before we come on the air, Rick. Hard to make what to make of Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, that I offense will click, and then another day they'll just lay an egg you know, you take what you get with that Pittsburgh offense. It's uh, I think we I don't remember which show we talked about it in the last couple of weeks. Ben Roethlisberger throughout his career, is good, even when things are going as well as they've gone this year at times, he can just go out and lay out a clunker most of the time, almost all the time on the road. It's just hard to hard to predict what that team's going to do. You know, be watching that uh, Cincinnati-Baltimore game breathlessly today. I suppose that'll be the game I'm most interested in. Although, how about the Bengals? You lose Gio Bernard for the year. You lose A.J. Green. Have they officially said it's for the year? They've sort of tap-danced around. That's certainly not going to have him anytime soon as a, a torn hamstring, you know, a pulled hamstring we've seen take the muscle hamster down for six weeks, a right. torn hamstring. I can't imagine he's coming. It's just, Things are getting real thin in Cincinnati all of a sudden. Yeah, and let's face it, the season's over. They're not making the playoffs, and they're not going to rush him back. I mean, that would be sad. Yeah, well, yeah, what's the what's the the point so it'll be interesting to see how that goes if things are tight and well maybe we'll talk about when we get to the game predictions i don't know how much interest we'll have today rick as i was saying before we went on the air most but you got what you got at this point you you what are you you're five players down in the league of consequence already yeah. so many fantasy relevant players playing yeah you know, we've had these three games on thursday for i don't know probably 10 years now hasn't it been since they added that night game on thursday night but uh, I, I can't remember a year with this many fantasy relevant teams out there. So no, there's a lot right, of lineups but... that you're set now. But we still have a full mail, not as full as normal. But but you're going to see one one name pop up almost to the point of being annoying in the mailbag. And we'll get to that as I go through the headlines. Uh, your boy Rick J. Cutler, of course, out today against the Titans. Matt Barkley to start. I, I know you're you're upset. You're going to have to find a backup plan at quarterback, Rick, but there'll well, be no Jay Cutler today. I'm just sad that I had Kirk Cousins on Thursday because I could have dropped yeah. him and picked up Matt Barkley. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know. 
I know they're going to be real. It was never real pretty in Chicago offensively, Rick, but now you're without Alshon Jeffrey. You're without Zach Miller. He's out for the year. Now nah, Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley <laughs> starting. You know, Jordan Howard's a guy I sat in a lot of places. It's just the ball's just frankly not going to move. And is any defense, be it this Titans defense or any other defense, going to show any respect whatsoever? For that Bears bet, I would put ten yeah. in the box. I would put ten in the box and see if Barkley can hit a wide open Cameron Meredith. He might be the only one I covered. Just let Eddie Royal run free and see if that idiot can hit him. I mean, it's going to be rough, tough sledding for Jordan Howard. And I'll still go on record though. Jordan Howard still to me is a nice flex play just out of sheer volume, especially Probably. if it's like PPR. Yeah, I would think he may catch a lot of balls this week. I think you see a. Stat line looks like about 18 carries for 26 yards, but may, maybe he has seven or eight catches or something. That, that's probably your only hope for Jordan Howard. I doubt you have a better option, but that's a guy I temper my expectations on. We talked about A.J. Green. We talked about Gio Bernard. Rick, this one hurt me bad, and it hurts you because apparently you, you let me know the other day that you needed a win. Ryan Matthews out versus the Packers on Monday night dealing with a knee. It's going to be, looks like Darren Sproles is going to give it a go. Still dealing with those ribs, I believe it is, Rick. They say he's going to play. You wonder how limited he can be. So enter the guy who is in almost every damn question in the mailbag, Wendell Smallwood. And, boy, there's people want to start Wendell over everyone. And I guess rightly so, as bad as that Packers defense has been, as good as they made Rob Kelly look last week, and then we saw what Rob Kelly did on Thursday. It was a little less impressive. All that that game kind of turned into a, a shootout with Kirk Cousins throwing for what 450 yards, right, maybe yeah. over that. So I don't know. Wendell Smallwood, Rick. Let, let's have the discussion now, and then we'll we'll talk about it a whole bunch come mailbag time at the top of the hour. Well. You know, Green Bay has been notorious. They can't stop anybody. No, no. So, I mean, I can certainly see where, you know, these questions are coming from. Now, are you starting Smallwood because Matthews is hurt on your roster, or do you just have him stashed? It seems like everybody has him stashed. And now you want to start him over guys you've been starting. That seems to be the theme. If you're a loser and you're looking to try to sneak into the playoffs or spoil somebody, yeah, go for him. But if you've been rolling and doing good, there's probably no reason to change. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I it's hard to say. I, I'm sure we get to the mailbag. I've seen some of the questions. You know, once we get to the mailbag, some of these backs are probably starters. They've been right. starting them all year. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those if, and, or buts, you know, if you want to really gamble, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, we'll we'll get to that later. You know, and a lot of it's predicated on just how hurt Darren Sproles is. I mean, they announced on Friday night or Saturday morning that he was going to be able to go on Monday, which, which tells me right away that it wasn't really a question. You, you know what I mean? If you're announcing it that early, you know, you're, you're dealing with, with up around the rib cage, which you always worry about with a running back. But Darren Sproles isn't a traditional running back. How many hard hits right. does Darren Sproles take? Very, very few. It's somebody, you know, slapping his heel as he runs by that puts him on the ground. So he may be limited, but he's not going to be limited. Like say, if Doug Martin is dealing with dealing with ribs, right? And somebody right. who's slamming it up in the line and going to take thirty big hits in a game. 
you know, Darren Sproles isn't that guy. That's the only reason I back off a small with just a, just a wee little bit. I, I think he's a nice flex playing a lot of options. We'll see when we get into the mailbag. But by and large, Darren Sproles right. without Ryan Matthews is going to see a lot of it. Kenyon Barner is going to see five or six carries. I just don't know how many times Smallwood's going to touch the ball. It's it's hard to say with with a guy like Sproles. Like you said, he's not the traditional running back. But, you know, also, Rick, with rib injuries, he's one of these smaller kind of scat bags. He's reaching up trying to catch passes right. and, you know, making the moves. Depending on the type of, of rib injury, it could be awful painful for the guy. It could be. So, it could I mean, be. yeah, it, it's a it's a coin flip. And I think, but that's the reason why I'm not going crazy here, you know, and starting Smallwood over. And you, you'll see it in the mailbag. Some of these guys were bringing up. I don't expect Smallwood to touch the ball 20 times and have 200 total yards or so. I think he's going to be a nice piece. Probably finds the end zone. Although I wonder if it's him or Barner down around the goal line there's just too many question marks for me to go absolutely crazy you know in a week where I'm starting Jalen Rashard <laughs> due to Ryan Matthews and several other injuries right. and Gio Bernard and all these injuries I have at the running back position yeah I'd love to have a small one and I'd plug them in and I'd dance on this console you know having the opportunity to do it let's just not go too far I, I guess is the theme today yeah and we'll get to the mailbag and see who some of these comparisons are do you want to go to the phone line? Well, absolutely. All That's right, what we, we do. do have a caller on the line. I, I think I'm going to be stunned who it might be. <laughs> you are on the inside slant, gentlemen. It's Jersey man. How you doing on such a beautiful Sunday? <laughs> oh, we're still kicking Jersey. How's it going? Hey, hey, I, good man. I got no problem in my PPR leg. I put up 80 points, 80 some. I got 40 from Cousins. I got 31 from Reed, and I got 12 from the the defense of what's it called, so I'm fine there. Junior might lose this week, so we all could be 7-5 and five in that one uh, for first. My question is, in my standard league, I'm down 61.94 to 3.3. I, I only played Witten, so he got 26 from Roethlisberger, 27 from Brown, 8 from Hopkins. He got 0 from the Cowboys defense, so I actually sat Cousins because I got Rodgers. I got Rodgers going. I got, I got Dave Johnson running back. I got Coleman in for Hill. It's not a PPR. And I got Matthews in as my receiver from Tennessee and Steve Smith. He usually kills Cincinnati. Uh, I got Gostowski and I got the Ravens defense. Now, my question is, do I keep Coleman in there or do I put Hill in? I'm not sure how Hill's going to do against, you know, Baltimore. He will get most of the downs. And then also, I've been sitting Steve Smith and I've been going with Devontae Adams because I have, what's his name? Uh, Rodgers, and I've been going with Rashid Matthews. And I've been winning, but again, you know, I might need some points this week, so do I keep Coleman in, or do I put Hill in, and do I, like I said, I have Rashid Matthews and Steve Smith Sr. in, do I replace any of them for Devontae Adams' standard league? Okay. Uh, you know, I really like Rashid uh, um Matthews going against Chicago, quite frankly. Yeah, he's he's your and, must start on your wide receiver. Yeah, I, down to Steve Smith, Monte Adams. Okay. Yeah, and um, I tell you what, like you said, I mean Steve Smith traditionally does well against Cincinnati, and you know there's not much left in that Steve Smith career, and they're in. They're in a must-win situation much more than Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati's done. I, I think they're just, you know, imploding. I, 
I'm kind of leaning towards Smith, quite frankly. Yeah, on a given week, I would say Devontae Adams. Here, here's my fear with Adams. As he's healthy now and Randall Cobb's healthy, it's sort of one or the other. Adams may be the 2B to, or 3. I don't know who's the 2 and who's the 3 on that team. Jordy's got it going a little bit. We know exactly what Steve Smith's going to do. And I think Steve Smith in this type of – of uh, division game where it's going to be a little nasty. It's going to be a little ugly out there. This is where Steve Smith you know, fills that Antoine Bolton role and really, really does his thing. So I think your your high end, your your high end is actually going to be Steve Smith here instead of sitting around and hoping Devontae Adams is a guy who catches 10 or 11 passes. Now, granted, he could be that guy today, or it could be right. Randall Cobb. Smith is much safer, and I think he's got the he's got the much better chance at high end for a touchdown. So, so I like Smith, and I like Matthews there. Now, Hill Coleman, Rick, this, this one's tough for me. This one, you know, finally Jeremy Hill is going to get all the workload. Gio Bernard is gone. I actually have Jeremy Hill as a sit this week with AJ Green out. Rick, with AJ Green being out, Andy Dalton's nicked up himself. He's going to play, but he's nicked up. I think the Ravens say, all right, they've been good against the run, and it is, but all right, Jeremy, you're not running on me. It's not going to happen. We're going to take Jeremy Hill out. And we've seen Jeremy Hill just put up some 1.8 yard per carry clunkers. Now, he gets in the end zone a lot. I guess the question becomes how often do we think Cincinnati can get it down in the red zone? Coleman coming back from that injury off of a bye week. I think they want to get him involved. This one's really close for me. I might be leaning towards Coleman a little bit. Yeah, it. You know, it's hard to go away from a dedicated back. That's the now problem. Bernard's out. And, you know, that – but that being said, it's kind of ironic. You know, we're kind of tipping our hand. I actually had Jeremy Hill as a sit as well. <laughs> there you go. And, and then, but when you start getting down to, like – I mean, it shows where he's at on, in the hierarchy of running backs. I mean, we're talking, you know, RBBC complement in Tevin Coleman – is who we're putting him up against, right? Who right. is now a dedicated back, but who has been outperformed by Gio Bernard all year, basically. Exactly. You know, I'm going to flip a coin, and I'm going Coleman as well. Yeah, I think, like you said, Jersey, you're chasing some points. Your high end is going to be on Coleman, like that game. I don't know what was it back in week three or four, where we played somebody over Coleman out in Seattle, and he he caught. You know, he had a hundred yards receiving. Yeah. You know, and I think if you're looking for high end, that Coleman gives you that opportunity. Jeremy Hill, if he has a good game, he has 16 carries for 65 yards and a touchdown. I think Coleman through the air could probably equal that. And Coleman sets up, you know, coming off the bye, Arizona's really bad coming out east. We're going to talk a lot about that later. They're just consistently bad coming it coming to the east coast so i think it sets up for a pretty decent offensive day for atlanta so so i like coleman there and i like steve smith with your with your wide receivers all right i'll keep it i'll keep him in now junior good yeah yeah junior he's got like his running backs he's got johnson and he's got murray and he's using he's using uh miller as his flex does he use uh coleman as a as a running back or a flex with, with well you're definitely not going to take Johnson out the one that's kind of difficult is Murray you're not going to probably take Miller out he's even though he's going against San Diego so does he stay with I guess Murray or does he try to plug and play Coleman in it's a PPR league 
This is a cop I'll be honest with you, I'm not taking DeMarco Murray out. No. Are you no. talking DeMarco or Latavius? Well, either one I'm not taking no, out. No, Latavius. Yeah, Latavius. Because right now he's got David Johnson in his running back. He's got Latavius Murray. Shepard, Thielen gave him third three. He's got Landry. Ebron did a clunker, gave him zero. I probably would have went with the guy from Houston. Uh, he's got Miller as his flex. Lambeau and Bills as his uh, – the Bills are his defense. He went with Prescott. Prescott gave him about four points less than Roethlisberger. So, it was like pick your poison there. So, um, but he's chasing. He's up 38 to eight. He's got seven left. The other guy's got nine. If he wins today – he stays in contention with first in the cop league. You know what I mean? So it's it's been it's only one last year where he lost his first four and never lost again. So Latavius has got a tough matchup. You Carolina being number number three against the run, go at least going into last week. I'm not sure where, where it falls now. out today, so up to number two. That's a tough matchup, but I'm done sitting Latavius Murray, Reagan. I'm pretty sure you feel the same. He just finds a way to get in the end zone. Sometimes multiple times each and every week, so that that's a risk I take every week. You know, Tevin Coleman again. We we, we talked about with your team. We're counting on him doing a lot, a lot in the in the past game. I think Latavius Murray. It's just so consistent that he he'll break one long one. You know, so his yardage yeah. numbers look fair, and then he's just in the end zone over and over. Some reason for that Oakland team. We we sort of joked about and this is purely anecdotal, but it seems to keep happening where. They drive down the field. They get a pass interference in the end zone. They get the ball on the one. And next thing you know, Latavius Murray's got 18 fantasy points. When, when we recommended to sit him, the numbers, you know, sort of were in our favor. But he's in the end zone so darn much that, that you can't justify right. sitting down. So, so yeah, I think there, Latavius Murray, Tevin Coleman, they're pretty close for me. But I stick with Murray. Just won that chance of multiple touchdowns, which is what he just continues to do. I'll go right along um, with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell him. I'll tell him to keep him in there then on that. Because like you said, Murray gave him one either one Sunday night or one Monday night. Man, he he gave him like thirty eight points, man, and he won. He won by a couple. Like Murray pulled it out for him. So, like you said, I know they do run a couple different backs in there at Oakland sometimes. There, you never know what they're doing. They are pass heavy too. So, like I said, uh, he'll uh, you know, I guess you got to ride who got you there. You know what I mean? So, and then the, yeah. the last question. Tell the, tell the Junior tell tell Junior. I mean, just to make sure you know, keep monitoring Latavius Murray. You know, because right, you know, without the probable questionable, you know, uh, rankings there, he's still listed as questionable with that toe. I think he's still going to be playing. You know, so but you know, just keep watching that. All right, what what Junior did in the PPR like This is the one. He's one game up on me. He's going against a guy that I blew up last week, crushed the guy by like about 70 points, um, who's tied with me too. We're all, if Junior loses, we all could be seven and five, tied for first. My qu- his question is, he's got Devontae Adams and Cooper in there in the PPR as his, run, as his receivers. He's got Rodgers as his quarterback. He's got Ajay and Miller are his running backs. Kelsey is his tight end. He's got Cobb in there as his um, flex, you know, Randall Cobb. But he, he has Blunt. He's got a pretty tough matchup against the Jets. He's got Shepard, who's available against Cleveland. Again, he's got Hill, you know, as a running back option. He's got Deion Lewis, who he's not going to use, and he's got Humphreys. Are any of them better than 
than Randall Cobb or Devontae Adams? Because Adams has been pretty consistent. Over the last week he didn't do a lot, but, you know, any, any recommendations on the, the reserves between Blunt, Shepard? Well, we're not going to use Hill. We're not going to use – I guess basically we'd be probably Shepard, I guess, you know, for for either Cobb or Devontae Adams. I'm not sure Blunt. I, I'll tell you right now, I am not sitting LeGarrette Blunt right now. I mean, this he has 12 touchdowns, 124 yards last week. I mean, 69 against Seattle. Uh, it, you know, New England's going to score points, and he always seems to be an intricate part of it. He's got 12 touchdowns, I, and, and I, I just can't bench this guy. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that one, and I think it's probably for Cobb. Is Cobb's the one I move out of there? I hate trying to pick between Adams and Cobb. You, you put us in a, in a tight spot here. But I, I like well, Adams. The point jersey, he has been consistent. I'm going to agree. I like moving Blunt in here. The Jets are really good against the run, and I'll grant you that. But it looks like word's coming across. Gronk's going to play and Bennett's going to play. So when you've got those two tight ends running out, that that's what opens things up for like, Blunt. And I think that's why you've seen the numbers – you know, if you can ever say Gronk's numbers are down a little bit for the tight end. Yeah, I just came right. with a guy here. We in averaging a touchdown a week against the team Belichick likes to pour it on against and, and put up put up big numbers. The Jets are an absolute mess. I think you know New England could be up thirty at the half, quite frankly, and you're going to see a lot of blunt. So I agree. I'm going to slide blunt in over Cobb. Is is what I'm going to do there. Uh, do you like Shepard over Adams then? Because I'll have him put. But Blunt and Ash is flex then, you know what I mean? Because like Cobb was was supposed to give him 12.79, Blunt 8.23. But you can just throw those numbers after they don't mean squat, you know what I mean? So, oh yeah, that, that yeah you you start going on the predictions on those, you know, right. on these sites on certain players. You might as well just call me and Rick, and we'll we'll throw some numbers at you because they'll be about as right. accurate. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I'll tell you what, I don't think I can, with with um, uh, New York going against Cleveland, it's hard to sit down Shepard, even though he's not really a main focus in that offense. He's still a pretty viable option against a bad defense, whereas Adams, you know, you got three pretty good weapons in Green Bay going up against a better defense in Philadelphia. Rick, I'll let you take it. I think I would go with Shepard over Adams, but... Nah, I, I don't. No? I don't think I would. Well, you got Cobb and well, we've already Adam. sat Cobb. Oh, so we're so, setting. So Cobb. we bet on who was going to have the big week for Green Bay. Is it going to be Cobb or Adams? You know, we 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 landed on Adams. Here's the okay. thing with Shepard. You know, this is the type of game where you try to keep an Odell Beckham happy. Need him. Victor Cruz is healthy. Victor Cruz has got. Rashad Jennings has got it going a little bit, and Lord knows you can run on Cleveland. Plus, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Will Ty has emerged the last couple weeks. Shepard has just sort of fallen down the pecking order. What what Shepard is good for is about any time you predict to sit him, it's about a 40-yard touchdown at some point, right? You know, I just don't think the volume is going to be – when Adams is going good, and can I predict it's going to be Adams this week? Not necessarily. When Adams is going good, he has nine or ten catches, right? Shepard isn't coming in near that. He just is. Well, Okay. You're you're right. The ceiling's higher with Adams. You know, you look at Shepard. He scored a touchdown in the last three weeks. He had 11 targets last week against Chicago, but he only converted 11 targets into five catches and 50 yards. You know, yeah, I, I think um, you know if you're going for the higher ceiling, Adams is probably the way to go. Yeah, he needs the higher ceiling because the guy he's going against 
like I said, and he's got 21 points. And, I, and that guy I blew out last week, but like I said, he was missing. Uh, that guy's got he, – he, the other dude's got – like you said, he's got Rivers, he's got Julio Jones, he's got Gordon, he's got Forte, he's got Nelson. He's got, yeah, so uh, go with uh, Adams on that one there. Okay, I'll have him keep Adams in, and then we'll switch Cobb out for uh, LeBlanc then. All right, we'll do it that way there. Yeah, Junior's moving into his house next week. He bought it, him and his fiance a couple weeks ago, so we got everything pretty much painted, done up and stuff. So he's sleeping now. We were at my sister's yesterday, so he wanted me to ask a couple questions. And, again, he wanted to thank you for the advice you give him and me every Sunday. We appreciate it, you know. And, like I said, you guys have an enjoyable uh, week. Hopefully you guys win this week. And hopefully next week, man, we'll all be in first place again still and talking about what we're doing for week 13. So I appreciate That's it, right. guys. You take care and, and have a nice day. Thanks again. Appreciate all it. Right. All right, Jerry. Good, good luck. And uh, same to Junior. And, and happy yep. – you know, we never said happy Thanksgiving to everyone, Rick. Yep. You know what I mean? We didn't uh, We didn't do a show on the Arena Sports Network. We took some time off. I had to leave town for work and – and yeah. it's Christmas tree season okay, for a, for a babbling. Oh. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, and I just I was looking for an excuse to push this. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We didn't push it all here, you know what I mean? That That's was true. What, we we wore that button out last year. We never got to it. It was a new <laughs> toy. So happy. Yeah, that's true. We got bored with it. So happy yeah. Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoyed yours better than I enjoyed. I yeah. told you about my disaster of a Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, we can't get on the air with that, but that. Was well, maybe right maybe Wednesday. We won't yeah. waste it, the slant's time with this. Right. But, speaking of the slant, uh, let's get in. We have a standard question. We need right. three. Okay, I got my pen. Let's do it. All right, McCoy. Where? Rawls. Howard. Lewis. Okay. So and this is standard. So being a standard, I'm, I'm going to take, take Lewis out right away. I'm going to I'm going to be the guy Rick who misses the first big week if it's coming, if it's even coming with Lewis. I'm I'm taking a wait and see. This comes down Rick to to where in Howard for me, just based on matchup. Well, it, we need three. Right. So you got McCoy and Rawls. I'm putting McCoy and Rawls in. I like okay. Rawls when we get to the start sit just because now ProSize is out. I have no confidence Rawls can get out of the tunnel without injuring himself. But what, it, he played good last if, week. And so. if he's on the field, he's going to see a ton of work because there's just, there's just nothing else around. And McCoy, I think, has become but, obvious. He's dealing with that injury, but he's – Was it a little too – hasty with Seattle to wave Christine Michael. I told you, I couldn't believe they yeah. did it. I was stunned, and now it look at it. Yeah. yeah. And of course, you know, Christine Michael, certainly nothing to write home about. He was underwhelming all year long, but you know, I mean, they got basically yeah. nothing. He's a warm, he's a warm body who right. knows the, presumably knows most of the playbook, which is more, more than they can say about anybody else after Rawls on that lineup right now. So I, McCoy's an obvious Rawls is a must. We talked about Howard at the top of the show, and then you look at Spencer Ware. He's got a bad matchup, Rick, and we have sort of locked him in. This is one we've been stubborn on, not just us, everybody who who does this, what we do here. We've been really, really stubborn on Spencer Ware. If you look at his numbers over the last several weeks, it's been a struggle for Spencer Ware. So I'm I'm thinking, Rick, even though this is a standard league, and I think any success Howard has is going to be receiving the football, that yardage still counts. It's just I, there's got to be a safety valve somewhere for Matt Barkley to presume they're going to put up 200 yards of total offense. 
hundred of it could probably go to Howard. I'm, I'm, you could talk me out of it, Rick. So I'm going to stop here and let you talk. But I'm leaning Howard just slightly over where right now. I am too, quite frankly. Um, you know, Kansas City's got a bad matchup against Denver. They're at Denver. He hasn't scored in four weeks, and you know it is a standard league. I, I think Howard has the better chance to score. Look, Chicago's not going to get shut out. I, mean, I just not. don't. That's I just don't believe that 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 they're going to get shut out against Tennessee. So, I mean, Howard is basically your main weapon on offense, and I think they're just going. You know, if you're throwing like you're saying, eight nine in the box every play. You know, you could complete a few passes. You would think so you could slip a few They're out going to him. move the football a little bit. I mean, I think Howard has the better chance to score that than Ware does. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's what it comes down to. It, it really Ware's been a disappointment for he just after Char. Well, I guess I can't say after Charles went down. Charles started the year out, but Ware come out like a house of fire, and it's just it's steadily and slowly declined he can't get in the end zone the yardage numbers aren't there well, i think it's defense is saying all right alex smith you know without even jeremy Matt, alex smith and travis kelsey come beat us you're not running spencer ware's not running yeah and, and he started out a a total yard machine you know rushing right. and passing and now they seem to be um i mean he had 130 yards 31 yards rushing against oakland in week six then he put up a hundred and about hundred and thirty total yards against New Orleans. You know, granted, right, that's screen not, doors of defense. Right, Indy, he was under fifty yards total. He didn't play against Jacksonville. He was seventy-two total yards against Carolina, and he's what about eighty-five total yards against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like this matchup at Denver. So, yeah, I'm going with Howard. All right. Well, we'll agree on that one. I, I didn't feel Amazing. good about it, but the more I, either, the more I think about it, I, I feel better about it, which means Ware's going to run for a buck 80. Oh, today, yeah, right? buck 83 touchdowns. That's the way, the way our another listener. All right, let's get through uh, Mark Ingram still in the concussion protocol. I've been looking here this morning, Rick. No word on it quite yet. Could be big for Tim Hightower, whose name comes up a lot in the mailbag as well. I, I think for better reason than Wendell Smallwood. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on and see if anything comes out on Ingram as we go on this morning. Sammy Watkins, Rick, this one sort of snuck off on me. He is back, and not only is he back, he will play today versus the Jacks. Oh, that's your been... take on Sammy Watkins. Well, so you were in a holiday week. You had to travel. I, I, I'll let it go yeah. at that. But, I mean, talk about blowing up Twitter and everything. Well, right? I've had the to Sammy get off the Watkins Twitter. Thing. It makes me mad. Everybody and their brother's talking about Sammy Watkins. And it's a great week for Sammy Watkins to come back playing Jacksonville. True, and he should have plenty of uh, you know plenty of opportunity. Um, I believe I, Woods is out. Yeah, Woods is out. So I mean, you have a talent like him, and he's going to play. I suggest you play him unless you're just stacked, you know, at, at wide receiver. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably get into that in the mailbag. But, I mean, Sammy Watkins, I mean, that's good news for a lot of fantasy owners. Yeah, I think if he can finish a game, he's just one of those guys. It's ugly for a while. When you look up the stats at the end of the day, the numbers are there. Real quick, Rick, Ian Rappaport reporting that he expects, uh, I don't know based on what, he doesn't have the source here, but he expects Mark Ingram to be active. So we'll we'll keep that in mind when we when we get to the mailbag. Yeah, he's probably, <laughs> they'll say, yeah, you went through the – I mean – 
I don't know when they make that final decision. I don't either. Sunday. I mean, when you have Hightower there, it's kind of well, – he must be fairly healthy, I would assume. Yeah. You wouldn't want to rush him in with concussion protocol. You know, when you have a high tire that's been actually outperforming him anyway. And I think you just but, have to wonder, Rick, even if Ingram plays, has high tower taken at least the, the lion's share, the bulk of that work? You know, it's right. always some sort of weird split. But high tower, what he can do in the passing game, what, what they tried to do with Cadet at the beginning of the year, what high tower has introduced and Ingram's propensity to put the ball on the ground. You wonder, even right. if Ingram plays, I think Hightower is still a viable play, I would guess, is what I'd say. He's not an upper echelon, and he probably comes back 10 or 12 slots but with Ingram in the lineup. But there's a guy there that has – I mean, talk about just such a, a comeback for a guy. I think he's, what, 31? And he played he's with been the around Cardinals. for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I think he was with the Cardinals, what, Redskins? Redskins had to look for a while, it up. yeah. He had banged up knees and so forth, and, and – it always seemed to be on the cusp of, of being something good. Then he was like gone. And now, I mean, I'll tell you what, he's shown up in new Orleans and is quitting himself quite well, but let's get to the chat room. Got another question. Standard, get your little crayon out. I got it. Okay. We need three Howard Ware, Rawls, DeMarco Murray. Ajayi. Yeah. Couldn't get it working there in Ajayi. Finger. All right. Well, Murray, Ajayi are obvious to me. <laughs> What's all this great fear of DeMarco Murray today? Jersey seemed a little a little reticent to play DeMarco Murray as well. They're, am yeah. I missing something against Chicago? I'd, I'm No, I, not to me. Yeah, I, I mean, mean. It's, I mean, Chicago's defense, you know, I mean, that hasn't been their real Achilles heel. No, no. As but, far as that goes, I mean, it's their... But it's not the 85 Bears, by No, it's mean. their totally lame offense right, is what right. it is. And when you have a player like uh, DeMarco Murray, you know, I mean, they're giving up... Yeah, Chicago's, what, giving up close to 100 yards a game. He's going to get his. I, I have no fear with him. So, yeah, I mean, certainly play him. I think it's in that order, quite frankly. Murray, I.J.E., Rawls, maybe not the exact order, but certainly those yeah, three. Yeah, it's the bottom three for me. You know, I.J.E.'s become absolutely obvious, just an every down back, one of those. It's fun to watch. We, we predict him every week. And after three quarters, I'm sitting – and I do this, you know, folks. Just understand, you know, we, we we stand behind these picks, and it's painful for me. I can't even enjoy the red zone on Sunday because I got all these predictions in mind, and it and it tortures me. And anyhow, after three quarters, Ajayi, you know, other than that one big you – know, the second big 200-yard game, you know, it doesn't look that good. He's averaging three and a half a carry. And all of a sudden, it's like old school football. I like it. He's worn the defense down. And in the fourth quarters, he's taking off and he's finding the end zone and getting big chunk plays. So Ajayi's becoming every week. And then Howard, Ware, Rawls. We know we like Howard over Ware. And I like Rawls over Howard. Just the only yeah. game in town against a bad Tampa Bay run defense. Yeah, and, and don't panic about Ajayi. Um these last couple of weeks, yeah, he's been what about seventy-five, eighty yards. But at least, let's face it, they were away at San Diego and at LA. Two pretty good run defenses. Mm-hmm. So, so don't panic with this guy. And they're playing San Francisco at home, right? All right? I mean, throw him in there and don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you're you're good there with Ajayi. 
All right, let's wrap this up real quick. Brandon Marshall off the injury report. He's good. He's good to go versus the Pats today. Jeremy Macklin out again with that groin injury. It's uh, probably time to just go ahead and drop Jeremy Macklin. It's Ryan, not like he was doing much. Well, anyway. no, that's just it. Ryan Fitzpatrick going to get the nod today for the Jets versus the Patriots. Gronk is going to go, according to reports this morning. I have written down game time decision, but all reports are he's going to give it a go. And we already talked about right Zach now. Miller. I got to tell you something right now. I think this game could get kind of wild. New England Jets. Fitzpatrick's wow. got nothing to lose. Well, that's He's going to be winging it around. And, and you know Brady and Belichick, they love putting the boots to people. They love scoring points. This could be a fun game to watch. And this game always tends to be close, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Feels like at least one of the two every year, you get one of those. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always interesting. It was better when Rex Ryan is there and just the pure <laughs> hatred <laughs> exactly. Belichick has for him and Ryan, for quite frankly. So I think Todd Bowles, it seems like he's kind of hard to hate, maybe unless you're a Jets fan, right? right. But he's hard. He's just sort of a quiet, down-to-business type of guy. But, yeah, I, I think they still hate the Jets, and perhaps. Or or it's 63 nothing at yeah. halftime. Right, <laughs> you know, exactly. It could, it could be one of those as well. All right, Ray, where are we at here? Do some uh, starts and sits? I think that's a good place All to right. be. Well, let's do it. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to start this show. We've already tipped our hand with a Jerry oh, Rick, Hill. Hold on, before sit. you start, yes. I believe we have a phone call. As oh, I my. Look, I better get I look the through the glass. Yes, the we do, and I, I believe it's Dino. Let's uh, see what we got here. Shocker, Cletus didn't show up again, so I'm yeah. just looking into the Try control to get the caller on there. Are you there? Hey, gentlemen, how you doing? Man, I want to punch my computer screen, Block Talk Radio. I got cut off right after Jersey left, so I hope I didn't miss anything in the last 15 minutes. Oh, I mean, you missed 15 minutes of radio gold, but, you know, fear <laughs> I know, not. right? Right? You can Damn. listen to it later, right? <laughs> I got cut off right when Jersey left. Hey, guys. I Man, now I lost A.J. Green. What the? Man, A.J. Green. <laughs> Just don't I mean, say anything about Kobe Fleener, and we'll be fine. <laughs> well, no, dude, I, I've started a new – you know I've started a new tight end every week. This week it's Zach Ertz because he led the Le- Eagles in targets last week. Yeah, right. I, they got a nice matchup this week too. Ertz is a guy I definitely definitely like. That's a nice, solid tight end every week, one you can plug and don't have to think about, which, which is nice at that tight end position. Hey, man, I mean, last week – Robert Kelly won my week with three touchdowns against Green Bay, put up 31.7 points, and I made the right call, dude. I didn't play him. I didn't play him on Thanksgiving because he only put up six points. That was well, I, to do. I wish I didn't play him because <laughs> I did, but I didn't really have much choice. So uh, yeah, I had to eat that one, but fortunately I had Cousins and Antonio Brown, so I'm still not too bad. I had Witten laying egg and Vinatieri laying eggs. I mean, I'm I'm still kind of nervous. Well, I won last week. I'm still fighting and clawing and in second place here. And now I play my cousin this week, and he he's in second with me. Uh, you know, it's the receivers that are a mess now because, you know, I lost uh, Keenan Allen week two, and now A.J. Green's gone. But I got Melvin Gordon, Rawls, and Lamar Miller rolling out, so I'm set. I got a lot of running backs. But my question this week is for receivers, man. Uh, I kind of like Tyrell Williams and Rashard Matthews. That's who I got in there right now. But I also have Devonte Adams 
and Willie Sneed. I don't think I should put Sneed. I have Sneed and Adams, and you know, would you, would you? This Rashard Matthews kid, man, he has been lighting it up. Uh, you know, you look at his yeah. numbers, man. 21, yeah, 15, 24. So I got him and Tyrell Williams, but would you would you put Adams in there? Because Adams was really crappy last week, man. I mean, he prior to that, he put up 21, 14, 19, 38, but last week he had seven. Should I get Adams in there and move Williams or Matthews, or what do you think? Yeah, I, Matthews is your every week start. on. The, believe it or not, due to all these injuries, Richard Matthews is your number one wide receiver on your squad right now. And he's putting up number one wide receiver numbers. This kid's a real deal. I wondered, I wondered what would have to happen to him when Kendall Wright come back. And and just you know, Wright's gotten his, but they just keep putting up points there in Tennessee. They got the good matchup. So Matthews is a guy you plug in. This comes down to, and I, I think it's the same for you, Dean. It comes down to Williams and Adams for me. I just the, the, these Williams Inman this menagerie of mediocrity there's a title for the show right there rig in san diego at this wide receiver position i just hate absolutely hate messing with it you know we've recommended adams all over the place it seems this morning right now he just has the potential for eight nine ten catches any given week dean's dead on you know he yeah. laid a bit of a Last week in Cobb, you know, when Cobb's healthy, you worry how much he cuts in. Who, who's the number two there? Is it Adams or is it Cobb? Or I think it, it's up in the air each and every week. I could, I'd lean Adams here. I, I do, but you get burnt so many times second guessing yourself. You know, two hours before a kickoff. So Rick, you could move me off of that, but it's Matthews easily, and and I'm leaning Adams on this one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a couple of numbers at you, Dean and Rick, and. and kind of reflect since week five okay um tyrell williams had 117 and a touchdown week six he had 28 yards week seven he had 140 yeah week eight week eight he had four yards week nine 65 and a touchdown week 10 125 and a touchdown those two duds that he'd laid both of them were against denver this yeah. cat's score against everybody that's, except Denver. That's good, Rick. That's really good. And, and okay. I mean, you know, they're, I know they're playing at Houston, but, you know, Phil Rivers is thrown against anybody. I have it, no fear. It, it makes no difference. To me, I think you roll with Williams. I think putting it that way, I'm with you, Rick. You moved me. Yeah, but, you know, Benjamin's coming back. Does that matter? Yeah. Well, I maybe mean, yeah, that's the problem. It might. I mean, that is that. a thing that you don't know. Is it Benjamin going to take something from Williams or in, in my in my mind, Inman starts to go away. Right. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. just seems like Rivers has developed the trust with Tyrell Williams. Because you remember last year when they were banged up, it was Inman that seemed to kind of come on towards the end. But, you know, he's had the opportunity with, with Allen and Benjamin gone. It's not Inman. You're I mean, right. It's Tyrell Williams. He's a downfield threat. Yeah, you moved me off it. Like I said, I was 51-49. When you look at that, this isn't Denver. I have no fear of Houston. And what we do know, even with Benjamin coming back, number one, I'll be shocked if he finishes the first quarter. And number two, 
Phil Rivers still going to throw that ball 40 times this week. It's just what Phillip Rivers does. So I think more of your opportunities. Are, so I agree. I think, I think you've got him in the right slot right now. Dean Rick Briggs actually swayed me. Jot that down. Okay, man. I mean, I'm going to trust you guys. I don't want to have to drive down to Pennsylvania. Uh, <laughs> you, you come down and slap <laughs> me around a little bit, Dean. I'll take it. We, we stand behind it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's it's how you it, it's how you look at it. I mean, it's because I mean, let's face it, both defenses, Philadelphia and Houston, I'm talking about, are very good against the pass. Philadelphia is ninth, Houston is third. I mean, they're all they're both in the low two hundreds, but they're playing Aaron Rodgers and Phil Rivers to, right. this week. So I mean, you know, it, it's how you feel. I I just think to me, Williams has a better chance of getting more targets than Adams. I mean, Adams may, but it could be Jordy Nelson. It could be uh, Randall Cobb. And yeah. So, I mean, that's where I'm basing my decision on. And let us not forget how good Philadelphia is at home. I, I think that might be the deciding factor. They, they, they are two different teams, and you can't move. The, look what they did to Ben Roethlisberger and other good quarterbacks in Philadelphia in that cesspool that is the length. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys got me convinced there. The only thing I'm concerned about, you think I have too much San Diego, San Diego action because I do have Gordon going too. But yeah, that that sounds that sounds about right. Hey, one last question, guys. I'm gonna I picked I'll up you, the title. Okay, go. Ahead. I, I was gonna mention. I mean, you you could, uh, yeah, you could have too much, but it's kind of like. Um, it's almost like Pittsburgh. If you got Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, you're not sitting them. I'm not sitting Melvin Gordon. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously no. Brown isn't a Tyrell Williams, but um, yeah, I mean, I I don't think you. I don't think they're going to lay an egg against Houston. I think they're going to score some points. All right, cool, 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 man. You know, I'm getting real tired of this Arizona friggin' defense. They're just underwhelming. So uh, I actually picked up the Titans to play against Chicago. Now, uh, the Ravens are sitting out there. Would would you play the Ravens against the giving up Bengals, or would you play the Titans against this Barkley quarterback? I think it's the Titans. Don't. What do you guys think? Yeah, a lot of that. And I I hate giving the answer this way. I guess it depends on what your what your re- rewarded for you know if keeping the yardage low is where the bulk of your point you know obviously yeah i think team both teams have equal chance at, at scoring so take take that aside i i think the bengals will put up more yards against the ravens even without bernard and without aj green than you know barkley's gonna put up against anybody and tennessee's played you saved for last week a pretty decent little brand of defense. So I think I'd go with them. You know Barkley's going to have to throw a pick. It's just just what he's going to do. They're, they're not going to move the ball much. I'll tell you what, I'd like you to have the Ravens going forward, quite frankly, although I don't want your roster in two defenses. So if you're streaming them, yeah, I think I'd go with Tennessee here. They're just just based on Matt Barkley. Need we say more, Matt Barkley. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's so, Matt. What's the boss say? That's where I'm at, too, I, I have to say. I mean, Chicago's offense is Jordan Howard and, and nothing else. Yeah, they were bad before you lost Cutler. And, you know, un- unless Matt Barkley just decides that he's the, you know, the next Steve Young or something today, but I, <laughs> I just can't see it. Hey, appreciate it as always, dude. This is real critical this week, man. I've already got punched in the face by Le'Veon Bell because my cousin has. 
it's going to be a rough one. But who knows, man? I, I hope Thomas Rawls goes off today and Miller and Gordon. But man, losing Green really sucks. Yeah, that's that's brutal. That's like losing an arm. Well, good luck to you guys today. I'm going to sit back and listen to the rest of the show predictions and uh, have a good Sunday. All right. Good you to hear from you, Dean. Good luck this week. Good luck, buddy. And go Tyrell Williams, Rick. <laughs> I think we burnt yeah. Dean a couple yeah. of times. Please, Tyrell. That, that'll, be, that'll be the one that has me on pins and needles <laughs> yeah. today. Because I, I like Devontae Adams. But boy, I do, you, too. When you throw those numbers out there, Rick, at this point you got to play the numbers. We have enough of a sample size at the number. A lot of times I try to look beyond the numbers. They are what they are at this point. That's a real cop-out, but they really are. And that stunned me. That's a good nugget. We might we might explore that more on Thursday on the Arena Sports Network. Right. That's, that's intriguing. All right, let's get in. Where are we at? Starts and sits here, Rick. Go ahead where you were at, and then we'll uh, – All right, well, let's, I'll go with the start, and um, you probably are I, – I, yeah, maybe not starting him, but I like Eli against Cleveland. He was my number one kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because Eli really isn't everybody's number one quarterback, but I think he's an excellent start this week. Is there a more quiet 7-3 and three team in the league right now? I mean, it's almost stunning when they put those graphics up on the games and you see that you, they. I think they get lost in the shuffle of what Dallas is doing, so they're just in the wild card hunt, not really in the division hunt. But 7-3, and three, it's never spectacular, it's never impressive, but just keep finding ways to win ball games. Yeah, and well, I mean, let's face it, they're 31st um, offensively rushing, they're ninth passing, they're 8th against a run defensively, but they're 20th against a pass, so they're just kind of in the middle, you know, overall, 20th ranked offense, 16th ranked defense, I mean, it's just kind of, eh, yeah. but they're 7-3. and three. Yeah, they just keep winning football games. Exactly, and, and the, we all know when the Giants come into the playoffs, they're the team a lot of people don't want to play. No, no. <laughs> if, if Eli shows up at your playoff game, you get nervous right away. Because as frustrating as he can be during the regular season, when he gets in the playoffs, we know how that story tends to end. So no question about it. Uh, my top running back start, I had Rawls versus Tampa Bay. I think we've talked about him enough. He, here's what I want to talk about here, Rick. Wide receiver. This is sort of a deep play. This would be something for a guy like Dean who's lost A.J. Green or somebody who's lost Alshon Jeffrey. With A.J. Green going out, you have any faith in LaFell, Rick? No. I'll answer that for you. No. I think Tyler Boyd is the guy who benefits from all of this. Look, he hasn't put up the numbers. He's been kind of buried there. Maybe this is a homer pick because he's a pick guy, and I watched his, albeit short, but I watched his entire career college career in person I think this is a guy that's been underutilized now he's a little quick guy who made plays and that's why he put up all those big numbers in college I know everybody in the NFL is that fast they're going to move the ball you know they're they're still the Cincinnati Bengals I think Tyler Boyd could be a big part of Eifert's going to benefit from this I think Tyler Boyd gets a bigger bigger work share here a bigger workload and i think you get tyler boyd the ball in space which is what they need to try to do tyler boyd is a in a game that's going to be up against the line of scrimmage they're going to tell you know jeremy hill you're not beating us if somebody's going to beat this ravens team in the air i i just got a little feeling about tyler boyd this week yeah i mean i think he obviously is the better receiver i mean right now i'm not sure being you know, we just doesn't have a real body of work, right, but right. LaFell does. And, and it stinks. 
it, yeah, <laughs> it's not good. And, and let's face it, I mean, it's Tyler Eifert it is the main I mean, call right Tyler now. Eifert, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, would I be afraid to start LaFell um, maybe in a flex if I had some injury and stuff? Maybe not, but I'll tell you what. You look at his last three weeks, and, of course, A.J. Green played two of those weeks, but, I mean, six yards, nine yards. He only had 32 yards last week. And, you know, it's just they've got, they're playing at Baltimore. Then they play Philadelphia. You know, then you're at Cleveland and Pittsburgh, which may be a little more favorable matchups. But, I mean, you know, his schedule going forward these last couple, next couple of weeks for your fantasy finales, they aren't all that good either. Yeah. But um, and when I when I it's Eifert. Yeah, yeah. Period. And when I look at Boyd, I look at, you know, you I'm predicting they're not going to be able to run the ball. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's my prediction. So if you can't run the ball and you either can't or have nobody that can get downfield to throw the ball downfield, this sets up real nice for an Eifert and for a Boyd, right? You you run that slant, you run that bubble screen, try to get the ball to this kid in space. Maybe the numbers aren't there, but I think he has a lot of catches. So if you're you're in a PPR league, I think Tyler Boyd touches the ball a lot today. They're going to have to do creative things to keep that ball moving when you lose two stars like they've lost. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, let's face it, Boyd and LaFell, they both have 33 catches. They're both, yeah. I mean, there's just not a lot there. But somebody's going to have to pick up the slack with your loss of A.J. Green, and I think it's got to be Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I think he's the most dynamic playmaker you have left on offense. So we'll, we'll just leave it at that. All right, Rick, how about a sit? A sit. I have Doug Martin versus Seattle. You may not be able to afford to sit Doug Martin. However, if you happen to have a Doug Martin and maybe a Rashad Jennings sitting around your bench, I I, I don't like Doug Martin's chances against that Seattle defense. Seattle's starting to roll. Mm -hmm. And they get this time of year. I don't like that defense when it comes to fantasy playing against them. Right, exactly. Uh, For me, I'm going to give two. I'm going to start with a tight end, Rick. Travis Kelsey is a guy – I'm not going anywhere near. I just don't like that matchup whatsoever. And teams can make Kelsey go away. There's Kelsey games and there's games where Kelsey just disappears. The linebackers are so good there in in Denver. Somebody's going to be able to cover him. But I'm going to throw out a running back, Rick. Giants have played a pretty good brand of defense to this point. They're tough to run against. And this guy, this is more about him than the defense he's playing. Isaiah Crowell, even in some good matchups the last couple weeks after that great start he's had, Isaiah Crowell has sort of remembered he's Isaiah Crowell and reverted back. And things have kind of come apart there in Cleveland. Easy to say. For an 10 team, I understand. But Crowell was the – him and Pryor were the rare bright spots on a bad team. Crowell just has completely and utterly disappeared. Plus, the Giants have a good run defense. Isaiah Crowell, the, the, you do have better. Wendell Smallwood, I would play over Crowell this week. And the problem is, it's not Crowell that, that I blame in this one. It, it's the offensive coordinator. I mean, they have Duke Johnson and Isaiah Crowell, as you mentioned, and they run the ball like eight times a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is totally ridiculous. The offensive line is horrible, I granted. But you have to at least to try to establish a run game. Just because he gains one yard or two yards, three carries in a row, doesn't mean that you can't blow right. open a hole. I mean, they just refuse to run the football. And they throw these stupid little swing passes week after week. And 
they know what's coming. The linebackers are out there. Andre Hawkins can't, Hawkins can't block anybody. No. And they never work. But they refuse to try to establish a run game. And you've got two running backs that are capable of running the football. We've seen it with Crowell. Right. We've seen Duke Johnson come mm-hmm. out of the backfield. So, I mean, to me, this is on a lot on the offensive line, but mostly on offensive coordinator. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's just become Isaiah Crowell, really, other than in desperation, can't be an option for you week in and week out. It, it's very difficult. And, um, you know, I mean, this is one of these classic trap games, too, for the Giants. We, we're talking about the Giants. Hey, you know, is Cleveland going 0-16? I don't know. But I'll tell you what, if there's a team that could be had, you know, Red flags come up with the Giants. We just mentioned a lot yeah, of their I mean, stats. Maybe so Eli's forth. sleepy today. <laughs> you just yeah. don't know what Eli you're going to get sometimes. Yeah, it's exactly right. And, I mean, you know, you may not have any better options with Crowell. I mean, I'm looking at my team right now, and I've got a – in our league of consequence, I have Crowell in as a flex. I'd love to have Isaiah Crowell this week in my running back situation, but he's going to be bad. And I'm s- still sitting here thinking, should I switch him out for a Tavon Austin? Yeah. You know, you know, at New Orleans. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of you know, it's just not many. This is where you're at. Yeah, I mean, Crowell is probably still a decent flex play. Probably against probably, the Giants. He probably has to be. But if you can avoid it, I'd recommend. I agree. You do so. All right, Rick. Let's pick some games here. You I will it. say, and I, I should have documented it on the Twitter or something. I am three and zero at this point. I had now. I had Detroit actually blowing out Minnesota. I had no faith in Minnesota, so a win's a win. But I didn't think it was going to be that close. It, have you ever seen a team that it is now every single game this season? Detroit's been behind in the fourth right. quarter and, and come back and won in those crazy circumstances. I thought it was going to be a blowout. Quite frankly, I'm starting to buy into Detroit. Well, see, I'm, I'm just like you. I didn't, but I didn't predict a blowout. I actually had them winning by two points. Oh, well, there and, you go. But because there's just something about Detroit that it seems to be their year at least to be fairly good. I mean, they have a shot yeah. division title. Well, I, no think, doubt I about think they that. are clearly the front runner. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Now they can just lay an egg through <laughs> December. I mean, they're, they're the Detroit Lions, right. but find new and creative ways to just break people's hearts every year. Exactly. But, but it was, to me, it was a matchup of two similar quarterbacks in Stafford and Bradford. But Stafford's in that tier above a, a Bradford. Absolutely. That's why I went with Detroit. I, I'm three and zero as well. I took Dallas in a close one, and I took Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh was the easy pick right. there with, with Andrew Luck being out. You know, Scott Tolzien didn't <laughs> didn't bring any fear to me. In his defense, if they could have caught some of those pretty nicely laid yeah. in passes, it could have been a yeah. different ball game. Tolzien played played a decent little game. But anyhow, let's get into the games yes. today, Rick. Atlanta coming off the bye, hosting your Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, you brought it up earlier. I think when we were talking to Dean or somebody, Arizona does not come east well at no. all. They are playing bad. the The offense is, is not clicking. Uh, save Johnson. Yeah, Carson Palmer, eh. Well, he's he's been what, maybe worse than eh. Yeah. Carson Palmer's been bad this season. But I am going Atlanta, 31-27. I still think it's going to be a competitive game. Yeah, I, I've got Atlanta 31-20. I, I think it's a little less competitive. It's just 
what I can see is what you saw in Buffalo. What well, I don't think they came back in Buffalo, but what you saw in Carolina, they come in, they're a little sleepy at the beginning of these East Coast games, and they get themselves in a big hole. Now, against this Atlanta defense, and Atlanta has showed a propensity to to let people back into games when they have big leagues late, but I, I think they hold on here 31-20. It, just, it, it comes down to Arizona not traveling. Away. Carson Palmer has been bad. That might be a conversation for Thursday as well. Oh, All right, man, let what? Oh, I, I, I apologize. We have to get into the chat well, room here. Well, let's do it. Okay, the league penalizes um, minus one point per sack, minus two points per turnover. The quarterback. Should I stay with Palmer, in parentheses, killing me? Yeah. <laughs> or pick up Wentz, Fitzpatrick, or Kaepernick off waivers? See, Kaepernick. If I lose, I'm out of the playoff running. Uh-oh. If I pick up, can't make more moves anymore, apparently, off the waiver wire in case of an injury. Boy, he put all all kinds of pressure on the end of that one, didn't he, Rick? I think I'd roll with Palmer. If you can't make any move, if you can't make any more moves the rest of the season because of injury. Yeah, then it's not worth it. Is, is a Wentz or a Fitzpatrick... Fitzpatrick or Kaepernick, that huge of an upgrade not, over a Carson Palmer. Not big enough that if there's some sort of cap on their free agent moves and, and you're sitting you know, two weeks from going to the playoffs, and if you lose somebody big, I don't think it's worth In a general sense, quite frankly, I would take Wentz or Kaepernick both over Carson Palmer this week. I really would in a general sense. But you factor all these other things in. And the big one being, this is going to be the last free agent move you get to make for the year. Well, I don't, no, he has one move left. I misspoke. He, okay. he typed in, he has one move one, left. One move. But he can't make anything, I guess, this week again. Okay. You know. Yeah, I mean, boy, I tell you, it, it's a tough one. Um, I'll tell you this. I think Colin Kaepernick outperforms Carson Palmer in terms of numbers this week. But. Maybe everything before butts BS, right, Rick? But right. But if I've got to win one game to keep my hopes alive, I'm sure as hell not hanging that on Colin Kaepernick, right? I, I just can't do it. Realistically, there's no reason he shouldn't go into New Orleans and put it big numbers, but I'm, I'm not going to trust it. When, Wentz is very intriguing to me. That Green Bay defense is bad. They're beyond bad. They're bad and they're nicked up. There are guys who should be bagging groceries playing in the secondary and in the linebacking core for the Green Bay Packers this week. Carson Wentz should have a big week. But all this other stuff involved, I'm, I'm going to stick with Carson Palmer, I think. I know he's killing you. He's been bad. They're bad. But that Atlanta defense is equally as bad as the defenses these other teams are facing, quite frankly. So I think I'm going to save my my – my waiver moves and I'm going to stick grip my teeth and stick with Carson Palmer here. I think I would too. If I made a move, it wouldn't be Wentz or Fitzpatrick. It would be Kaepernick as as much as I hate to say it because I never say you're right. right? I've never bought into Colin Kaepernick, but uh, you know, he, he seems to be acquitting himself. Well, um, I think I'd still have to stick with Palmer. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but um, I'm capped on my waiver claims. You know, a couple of weeks heading into the playoffs, we don't know what's going to happen today. It's just not worth it. 
Because yeah. I don't want Kaepernick down the road, right? And so then he's got to spend his other move to try to get Palmer back, right? You know what I mean? To get rid of Colin Kaepernick. Right. Or Wentz. You know, I'm not a big believer in Wentz. Well, I, I like this setup, and, Rick, and quite frankly. Okay, they're playing. I know Arizona doesn't travel well. I mean, let, let's throw that out the window. Atlanta's 32nd against the pass. Right, right. I yeah. mean, if, if you can move the – and they're 17th against the run. I mean, so you know yeah, Johnson's going to be able to run the football. So, yeah, I mean, go with I, – I, you still have to go with Palmer, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, may, are we reading too much into this? Like, I mean, how – you know, the, they give up 283 yards passing. Atlanta does. Right. Palmer certainly can hit a Fitzgerald, John Brown, right. Michael Floyd, Johnson, right? Yeah, I, I think – if there was no penalty for it and you could, your favorite word, Rick, stream these quarterbacks, oh, yeah. i do that. But I'll tell you what, I like this setup. Just as a complete aside note, I really like this, where there's a consequence. There's a down-the-road consequence. you got to look at it making these moves. Right. You know, so if it was just for this week, I think we'd both – I'd, I'd – you know, and even if you take the playoff thing out of it, if just this week, who's going to have the most points? I'm with you. I might say Colin Kaepernick, but I want Colin Kaepernick next week or the week after that or in my fantasy playoffs. And so then at a minimum, then I make my, he's got two roster moves left. He makes one. Now he's got to make another one next week to get Carson Palmer or some other quarterback back. I really like that setup. You really got to look at the down the road effects of it. And and for that, that makes this a little easier for me. You got the Atlanta thing. The matchup is no better for Colin Kaepernick, and Carson Palmer's still a better quarterback. You know, Wentz is intriguing for one week, but down the road, you probably still want Carson Palmer, right? I, I really like that league setup. Yeah, and quite frankly, I still like, as much as, as Palmer's been killing people, I still like their chances against the worst pass defense right. in the league right. than a Kaepernick against yeah. anybody. Yeah, well, yeah, and I just – and back to back to the root of everything. If I got one game to win, even in a great matchup, I'm not going to pin my my fantasy right. hopes on Colin Kaepernick. Right. Thanks. All right. Whew, that was fun. I like that. We, you should do that to the League of Consequence next year, Rick. You punish these rubes for making eight moves every week. Yeah, Bury them. Let's that's, take that's them a, down. That's a good idea. And no vote. Just do it. You know, yeah. You've ruled this league with an iron fist, and I've liked that. Very little voting. There's just all guys – two minutes before the draft, by the way, here's what we're doing this year. Right. I think the only thing we ever voted on was when you switched it to a PPR. Beyond that, it's been pure iron fist, and I like that. All right. Keep it up. Keep it up. Good job, Rick. All All right, where are we at? The game I'll be paying the most attention to is a Steelers homer. The Timor Ravens, hon, are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, we we already talked about uh, Cincinnati ad nauseum, you know, banged up and everything. Baltimore's defense pretty good. I like Baltimore. I think it's going to be fairly close, but I'm going Baltimore 24, Cincy 20. As a Steeler homer, I spent a half an hour, Rick, trying to justify a Bengals win somewhere, and I just couldn't do it. I think it's going to be ugly because the Ravens' offense is terrible, too, and, and the Cincinnati defense will step up in this circumstance knowing it's on them the rest of the way. I just can't find I can't find the scenario where Cincinnati wins. So I got the Ravens 19-13. I think it's going to, be, going to be an ugly one. All right, Rick, the Buffalo Bills at home today against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well... We know Jacksonville can score points in the fourth quarter. Right. But they'll probably be down 20, <laughs> probably 17, nothing, you know, 
So I'm going Buffalo 24, Jacksonville 21. Yeah, I got Buffalo 26-19, Jacksonville tighten it up at the end, and then Bortles will throw a pick six somewhere along the way. If you're streaming defenses, yeah, no, Bortles is going to throw a pick six, so go ahead and throw Buffalo in your lineup. All right, Rick, the Chicago Bears, the Matt Barkley era has begun as they host the Tennessee Titans. I think Tennessee doubles them up 34-17. I got 30-11. to 11. I don't, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not quite sure how Chicago gets to 11. I don't right. even know how they score that many. But maybe Jordan Howard, hopefully, from yeah, what we talked about today, zone. makes a play. But I think this is a total blowout. Your Cleve Brownies, Rick, hosting the New York Giants. You know, I mentioned earlier, and I may be totally wrong, but I, I, you know, if there is a trap game on the schedule for a team like the Giants, it could be Cleveland. I'm not calling an upset, but I think this is going to be pretty close. I'm going New York 27, Cleveland 26. I thought we were right on, right in line there. I thought about it. I just, I really believe Cleveland. For it's only happened once in history. Or at least in the history of the 16-team season, I believe Tampa did it when it was a 14-game season. I really don't believe Cleveland's going to go 0-16. But you make more money predicting they're going to lose and they're going to win. You know, so I'm going to take the Giants 27-24. But I agree, this may be one you look at where where the Browns have a chance. And and hats off to Hugh Jackson. He has not lost this team. Uh, You know, even if they're 0-11, I mean, they still play hard. And, you know, I mean, that that's a credit to the coaching staff right there. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. All right, Rick, the Miami Dolphins at home taking on the aforementioned Colin Kaepernick in the Niners. And I like Miami at home. They're on a roll. I think four games in a row. I think Miami can move the football on uh, San Francisco. I like Miami 27, San Francisco 17. This is kind of weird. Our scores are even getting real similar. I got Miami 27-13. We need to break this partnership up. We're melding into one big. <laughs> dummy and that's certainly no good no i'd rather have two separate dummies <laughs> all right <laughs> the new orleans ain'ts at home hosting jared goff and your la Rams. well they are at home and they're still the saints offense la's defense pretty good but uh, their offense is not that good and i like new orleans 24 los angeles 16 be interesting to see what goff can do against a bad defense yeah it, it really will i'd rather have seen that game at home but in the end, they're just not going to be able to keep up with New Orleans. As well as the Rams play defense, Drew Brees is still going to get his. And I got the Saints 33-17. Tampa Bay at home hosting the suddenly resurgent Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, and it doesn't matter to me that uh, Tampa Bay is at home. I think Seattle comes in and trucks them. I got them 31-17. Well, I got 23-16. I'm not sure why I have the Seattle so low. But, yeah, I think Seattle wins this one fairly comfortably. I'm kind of hoping you're right. Yeah. In a way. I mean, it would be nice to see, you know, the Tampa Bay defense step up a little bit. But I tell you what, Seattle's rolling. Yeah, Russell Wilson's got it going. When he gets it going, Doug Baldwin starts putting up those Madden-like numbers. Yeah. I think you very well could see that today. All right, Rick, you, you talked about this one earlier, expecting a bit of a wild one as the Jets host the Patriots. Yeah, and I don't know how many points are going to be scored. I mean, I just have a feeling it could get wild, but when I was doing the predictions, looking at everything, I got New England 31, New York 21. I got 31-17. I'd wish you'd quit doing that. I really would. All right, your favorite team, Rick, if the Steelers don't lose, who I know you'll be rooting for down the stretch, is the Raiders host the Carolina Panthers. Yes, indeed. I think both defenses could be had, and this one – I really think could be a wild one. I like Oakland 37, Carolina 34, just wow. because 
Oakland seems to find a way to win. Yeah, they they just keep doing it. You know, they basically got gifted one last week, and it's just that kind of year yeah. for the Raiders. And frankly, the league's better when the Raiders are good. I actually do enjoy this. Derek Carr is <laughs> exciting going, yeah. going forward. I get Oakland here 24-21. I'm not sure it's quite the score fest, but Carolina, they're just not that team that can get over the finish line. Right. They'll, they'll keep it interesting, but Oakland Oakland pulls it out in the end. This one, uh, Rick, luckily, I got to go to bed before one in the morning as, you know, this is Christmas Eve for us in western Pennsylvania yeah. as tomorrow morning begins the uh, white-tailed deer season, the rifle season here, where literally only in Pennsylvania they shut down schools on Monday because no one will show up. So needless to say, I got to go to bed, and this game will help me get to sleep as the Denver Broncos host the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it's a huge game as far as the AFC West goes. But uh, they're playing in Denver, so I'm giving Denver the edge, 24-21. I declared about four weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, that I'm just done picking against the Chiefs because they <laughs> just keep winning. It burnt me last week, but I'm going to stick with that, and I'd have made a lot of money over the last two years if I'd have stuck with this system. So I don't know how, by hook or by crook, I got the Chiefs 20-19. to You know, look, Trevor Simeon, he's, he's not a very good quarterback. They they, they don't have no, good right. quarterback play there. The defense is good. Neither though. do the Chiefs, but Alex Smith is a professional. I, I just think – I honestly do think they find a way. I think – I think Oakland and Kansas City have risen in Denver in without a quarterback is coming back to the pack a little bit. So I got 20 to 19 and Monday night football. We have spent a painful amount of time talking about this game, Rick, and we're not done yet when we get to the mailbag as the Philadelphia Eagles in, in the cesspool that is the link hosting the Green Bay Packers. They're not going to stop the Green Bay offense, but Green Bay's defense isn't going to stop Philadelphia's offense, no. even though it's, banged up you have Carson Wentz whose jury's still out on him I think he's going to be a decent enough quarterback he's kind of underwhelming right now I mean I guess the when the bars Dak Prescott sometimes you kind of uh, hold him a little high but I think Philadelphia like you said I think at at home they're a different team and I'm going Philadelphia in a close one 28-27 I got 27-23 Philadelphia they're just they're absolutely too good at home you, you, you've seen they've just tore apart good teams. And unfortunately, the Green Bay Packers aren't a good team right now. They're, they're banged up on defense. You can blame it defensively. But but even before the injuries, that defense has really struggled. They have no running game. And Aaron Rodgers is starting to show the frustration uh, of that and is, is making mistakes that he wouldn't normally make trying to put this team on his back. So so for all that, I think it's still interesting because Aaron Rodgers can keep a game close, but I got the Eagles here, 27 to 23. <clears throat> all right, well, we only left ourselves 15 minutes. We'll go as quickly as we can through this mailbag. I've already – it was a little light this week as there were so many games Thursday. So I've already answered all of these. We're just going to read them for you folks here. So if we don't get through them all, that is no big deal. We're going to start out, Rick. You are going to see the pattern here already. So the first question, as a flex in a PPR, Wendell Smallwood or Willie Sneed? Willie Sneed. Yeah, I think so, too. I, the emergence of Michael Thomas has really, really hurt Sneed's production, and we haven't gotten for the season what I expected out of him. But I think they're going to be able to move the ball here, and I, I think Snead probably has a chance to find the end zone. All right, Rick, you get – oh, go ahead. Well, we're going with the standard scoring one in the chat room here. All right. And this is this is a very good question. But standard scoring, Rashad Jennings, Allen Robinson. Hmm. 
I have to go Allen Robinson. I fear I'm going on the name brand here, but Robinson's turned it around. You pretty much write down seven catches for 70 yards. Then you're waiting for the touchdown. As good as Rashad Jennings has been the last two weeks, I'm just not ready to trust Rashad Jennings. I know. It pains me. I'm going Robinson. I I think you really like Jennings. I have a feeling you might go the other way. I am. I'm going Jennings against Cleveland, then put Allen Robinson against that Buffalo D. That's just me. I don't think. I tell you what, I no, I like Jennings. I have to go that way. Yeah, being a standard, Rick, you you can convince me of that because he's going to get those seven catches, but I don't get those seven points. I'm sitting around waiting for a touchdown. Yeah, I'll tell you what, to, to make it even, for me, it's 50-50. It really is. So so to make it even, we'll say go ahead and go with Jennings. But, man, that one's so close for me. That That's an excellent question. Can you believe in week 12 of this season, if I'd have told you that was going to be one of the questions in week 12 at our draft in August. You know, we'd have told this guy to throw his laptop out the window, you know, and I can't believe that's a question. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you went against Cincinnati the last couple of weeks that the Jennings really started, you know, asserting himself as the back. I mean, he's had over, you know, between 115, 120 total yards in both games. He's only scored the one touchdown, but I mean, I think that translates. You know, is Robinson going to have 120 yards against Buffalo? No, he's not. You're right. I mean, that's why I'm going with him. Now, Robinson's got a much better chance of scoring, I I think, is what tightens that back up. But you're right. Let's look at it. In a standard league, you look at yardage, right? And in a standard league, if he's at – yeah, yeah, I'm going to go Jennings there. Wow. that's I can't believe that's a question. Ouch. I can't believe it's an answer that probably as, explains as well. You know what I mean? That probably explains why I'm not seeing the playoffs in a lot of my leagues where I drafted Allen Robinson in the first round and damn near all of them. All right. Anyhow, Rick, pick two, get your little pen out here. Jordan uh, Howard, Latavius. Well, you only have to sit once. You don't need your pen. Howard, Latavius Murray, or Smallwood. Sit one of those. I'll sit Smallwood. I think so. I agree as well. All right. Here we go again, Rick. Need one in a PPR. Tajay Sharp. Wendell Smallwood, Duke Johnson, Jeremy Langford. I think this one's Smallwood. I'd like the emergence okay, of Sharp. Wh- okay, what? Same again. No, this is standard, right? No, this is a PPR. Okay, this is PPR. And how many are we picking? And just get one. Okay. So it's Sharp, Smallwood, Duke Johnson, or Jeremy Langford. And you know I'm a Langford guy. <laughs> yeah, and Langford has actually been. Smallwood's by far going to touch the ball more than maybe I all think these I'll guys. Go Smallwood, yeah, I think Smallwood against that uh, Green Bay defense. I like what Sharp's done the last couple. If I really wanted to get crazy and shoot for the moon, Sharp sort of emerged as what I thought he'd be all season here in the last couple of weeks, right? With that matchup, but Smallwood's going to, just going to have way, way more opportunities. Yeah, I think so too. And this is a desperation flex play, clearly by that list of players. All right, quarterback question, Rick. This is a good one. Matt Ryan or Colin Kaepernick? Matt Ryan. You know what? Miami, we talked a lot about Kaepernick. Miami's defense isn't as bad as we sort of been intimating and talking about Colin Kaepernick early in the show. They're not the 85 Bears, but but Miami can play a little bit of defense and being at home. Yeah, but this is Matt Ryan. He's the best quarterback in the league, at least from a fantasy standpoint, up until a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, you got to play Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean, look, they're they're the third passing offense in the league. And, I mean, you just don't 
you just can't sit him. Yeah, he only had 267 yards against Philadelphia, you know, in their last game. But, you know, Philadelphia defense at home isn't that bad. You know, so, yeah, I mean, it's just Matt Ryan to me. All right, tight end question. This is a good one, Rick. And I've struggled with this with Jared Cook or Will Ty. Mm, Ty's been wow. Ty's been rolling the last couple of weeks, but they got Jared Cook now that he's healthy. Really, really involved last. Really involved. Bless Excuse you, me, bless you. Um, I think I'm just out of potential. I'm going to have to go Cook. I agree. I, Ty, I mean, you still so many options in New yeah. York, right? That's it, what it comes down to. Yeah, and, and there's just nothing really consistent. In New York, right, <laughs> including Odell Beckham this yeah. year. But I mean, you know, I mean, he's basically really the only rock on that offense, yeah. right? And I want to believe, and I guess this will be the week we find out, was all that work we saw with Jared Cook last week something with Aaron Rodgers wanting to utilize the, this new weapon when nothing else is working? So I agree with you. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Cook here. All right, Rick. We get one wide receiver and one flex here in a PPR. Okay. Out of Crabtree, Rashard Matthews, Jonathan Stewart, Devontae Booker. Jonathan Stewart, Devontae Booker. Yeah, so you got to take one of the receivers, and then you can have anything else you want. Okay, well, to me, it's just Crabtree and Matthews. I think I agree as well. I, I do. Crabtree's been a bit of a disappointment. He's nicked up, so keep an eye on him. He's questionable. I, I really miss the probable. I think he's expected to go. Crabtree's a little bit a little bit quiet, but in a PPR, I, I like Crabtree. And Matthews is easily the number one player on this list. And I don't me. mind Stewart matchup against that Oakland defense, but you know when you're putting Crabtree against a Carolina defense, it can be had in the secondary. Mm-hmm. I, I like Crabtree. Yep, I agree with you there. All right, a half point PPR: Hopkins or Stewart in the flex. I can't believe. Andre Hopkins and Allen Robinson. This kills me. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Um, you know we skipped that game too, San Diego Houston in the predictions. Oh, did we? yeah? I don't remember predicting it. Right, know. I was just looking at that when we when we did that. Um, I went San Diego thirty four, Houston twenty eight, and I'm going. I gotta have. I gotta put in Hopkins. I, yeah, I, I hate it, but I've got I love to put the tone. I love the tone of your voice. But yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, I think you have to there. Jonathan Stewart. He's just so touchdown dependent. They they want to run the ball. All the reasons we've talked about with Cam well, Newton in that offense. Well, a lot of people look at just overall stats and say, well, you know, Carolina, and I'd have to pull it up, but you know, they're eighth or ninth in the league in rushing. Yeah, but it's Cam Newton of a lot of it. You know, it's not Jonathan Stewart. And Fozzie Whitaker and Well, Cameron he's Artis disappeared. Bain I wouldn't mean be getting him in there. But, Holber, but I mean, just right. there's so many things they do offense. Yeah, it's the, I can't believe it's so painful to pick DeAndre Hopkins as a start. It is. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, but San Diego's defense, 27th against the pass. You got to have Hopkins yeah. in there. Yeah. I mean – I'm with you, Eric. All right, we need two of these in a standard. Brandon Marshall, the aforementioned Hopkins, my man Tyler Boyd, and Michael Thomas. Okay, I'm going to put in Hopkins. Yeah, I think you have to. And then it comes between um, Brandon Marshall and Thomas. And... 
I think, you know, with the off chance, it could be a wild one. I'm going Brandon Marshall because, you know, Thomas going against that L.A. defense, you don't know. It could be a Willie Sneed day. It could be yeah, a Michael Thomas yeah. day. It could be a Hightower, you know. Could be Kobe Fleener, Dean. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I'm going Marshall and Hopkins. Yeah, it's Marshall and Hopkins. I don't feel good about it. Brandon Marshall's been so bad. I've actually got him sitting down in the, in the League of Consequence this week. But but there's the outside chance there. Tyler Boyd's a guy I'm I'm kind of excited about, but but not against this list of, of receivers. And Michael Thomas, you know, he had that big stretch there for a little while, fumbled the ball a couple times, and sort of came back to the pack the next right. week. So I'm going to agree. I don't love it, but I'm going to agree with it. All right, we need one of these uh, running backs, Rick, and a half-point PPR. Starks, Hightower, or Smallwood? Oh, I think I'm going Hightower here, even if Ingram plays. I think I'm going Hightower. The way they get him involved in the passing game. Mm, boy, that's a tough one there. I mean to tell you, you want to go Smallwood against that Green Bay defense because you look at that L.A. defense, you know, uh, boy. Mm. I think I'm going uh, Hightower. Yep. All right, so we'll make yeah. that one even. All right, what do we got here? Uh, PPR, who you got, Doug Martin or Tevin Coleman? Tevin Coleman. I got Coleman. I as don't well. like Martin against Seattle. And the PPR makes a big difference. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. If it was standard, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't wouldn't be a question. All right. PPR Hyde or Hightower. Hyde. Hyde looks healthy to me. He, yeah. he does for the first time since about week two. So uh, I'm a little higher than Hyde than a lot of a lot of people in our industry here, Rick. All right. We need two of these three in a PPR: McCoy, Freeman, Devontae Booker. Freeman and McCoy. Yeah, I'm sitting Booker here as yeah. well. I agree with you. All right, pick two, uh, and this is so important, but they don't tell if it's a PPR or standard, between Landry, Devontae Parker, and Richard Matthews. Actually, I don't think it matters. This is Landry and Matthews for me, PPR or standard. Yeah, me too. All right, let's see. Uh, PPR, do I start Howard, Coleman, or Hightower at running back? PPR, I'm going well, well, we I'm talk going about Coleman. It. I mean, Langford, I Langford's Coleman. playing. And so, I mean, that takes away, uh, you know, the the Howard, a lot of the Howard catches and so forth. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. All right. Let's, let's go with that. All right. We got a, uh, I'm getting lost here because I've been jumping around. Pick two of these three in a PPR, Rick. So sit one. It must be a receiver and a flex. So Steve Smith, Brandon Marshall, Devontae Booker. I'm sitting one. Yeah. I think I have them in that order, Smith, Marshall, Booker. Yeah, I, I've got to sit Booker. Look, I'm not a really high on Denver offense. You know, I, I think they could score defensive touchdown uh, against Kansas City. I, yeah, I mean, Booker just doesn't blow my skirt up at all. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, Rick, PPR flex, Zach Ertz, Tyler Boyd. I think this is where Ertz. I go. You think? I think I'm going Ertz. I yeah. I want to see something out of Cincinnati. I mean, they they're just uh well, I don't know. Um Yeah, you, know, you got me thinking Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I mean, it is it's it is the Boyd LaFell show. Yeah. I think I'm going to go Boyd here. I think I will too. I know what I'm yeah, going to I know it. exactly what I'm going to get out of Urch. There is some 
upside, Rick, right? There's some upside to Tyler Boyd here, and I think this is where I pull the trigger, and I, I make the play for the upside. All right. All right, PPR flex, Tyrell Williams, Randall Cobb, or guess who, Mr. Smallwood. Mm-hmm. See, you, see there that now, you know, we've heard the Adams questions. Now we've got the Cobb question, you know, who's who. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing with, with Green Bay. You know, we got Smallwood, Cobb, and who was the other one? Tyrell Williams. Yeah, Tyrell Williams. Uh, you know, and now, like Dean mentioned, we you know we, I don't know if we mentioned earlier in the show, but Travis Benjamin coming back, San Diego. I think San Diego is going to score some points for some reason today against that Houston defense. I'm going Tyrell Williams. I'm going to go Williams here, and I'm based on this sort of to your point of what you just said and what Dean said. We didn't talk about Benjamin coming back early because frankly, I don't think it's that relevant. I don't think. He had one or two big games early on, and we all you know, just started hopping around and twisting our shirts over it. I don't think it matters. Benjamin being back doesn't mean a whole lot to me. No, I think it, it's Tyrell Williams or Inman, and uh, I'm starting to lean towards with everything you said. It's Tyrell Williams over Inman. So on this group, it's Tyrell Williams. Yeah, and it's very surprising with Benjamin because he was the guy in Cleveland right. last year when he actually moved the football with Travis Benjamin and Gary Barnage. Mm-hmm. They're not – him coming to San Diego, we thought, oh, man, this oh, it is a boon. It should have been a bonanza, Benjamin. yeah. I mean, it just hasn't translated can't, into can't, points. And can't stay on the field. Right, well, yeah, that's true, big, too. Big part of that as well. All right, Rick, we've got a standard flex, Tim Hightower, Devontae Booker, or Tyrell Williams. Uh, I just don't expect anything from Booker today, so it's still Tyrell Williams for me, even in a standard. I think I'm going Williams as well. Hightower's kind of edgy because if Ingram's playing, plus they're playing Los Angeles, I think I'd put Booker second there, but I'm going with Yeah, yeah. All right, we're sitting one of these in a PPR. Doug Martin, Ware, Devontae Freeman, DeMarco Murray. So, really, we're sitting one between Martin and Ware. I'm setting – I'm going to set Martin. Yeah, I think I sit Martin there as well. All right, let's. Uh, we got time for a couple more here. And he'll have 160 yards today and three touchdowns. Absolutely, so. no question about <laughs> it. All right, PPR, Rick. We need one. Allen Robinson, Devontae Adams, Robinson. Uh, in a PPR, Rick, I'm going to go with Adams here. Adams could catch 10 or 11. I'm going to go Adams. See, I, see, I'm going Robinson for the same reason. Because of the seven he's going to get. Better chance. He scored the, the last zone. three weeks in a row. Right. right. Allen Robinson has. And it doesn't matter if it's garbage time at fantasy points. Right, right. So, I mean, yeah, for you, that reason, I'm going Allen Robinson. Yeah, you could talk me into it. All right, Rick, this is an easy one. Doug Martin talk Gurley. 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 I love Gurley's matchup. I guess, yeah, yeah. I think he gets real. It's been looking better week over week. And this is the one, I think, where we see the – the talk girly we wanted all year we've only got two left rick so let's just do them here all right uh pick one in a ppr white lewis dixon smallwood i think this is smallwood right yeah white or yeah white second i go smallwood then white yeah smallwood white lewis dixon yeah. or dixon lewis i think you throw ah. them both out they're both all right and last one rick pick three of these in a ppr so essentially well need pick my three. yes you're gonna need it all right all right demarius thomas okay emmanuel sanders uh-huh. jordan matthews wait a minute jordan matthews Devonte adams Devonte adams and jordy jordy okay and this is standard or ppr 
This is a PPR, Ricky. Get okay. three. Okay. I want Jordy. I want Demarius. And Jordan Matthews. You know what? I'm I'm in lockstep with you, Rick, and actually right in that order. I like Jordan Matthews this week. He's kind of been a forgotten guy. It's been real, real average for Jordan Matthews, but you got the nice matchup this week. I am going to agree with you. All right. Amazing, but true. All right. Let's wrap it up here. I am frankly exhausted. Thanks so much for joining us. Good luck here in Week 12. We will be back live on the Arena Sports Network this Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern, arenasportsnet.com. AsylumFantasySports.com. Keep those yeah. questions coming in right up until kickoff at Asylum And this is probably what? We probably have about three more slants to go because Christmas, we're not doing it. And, and New Year's, I won't be able to. Yeah, it'll be just completely hungover and unable to perform in the game. It's going to be a mess. So, yeah, we're going to get you to your championship, then you're on your own. <laughs> so, in t- <laughs> Until Thursday or until next Sunday, thanks for joining us. Good luck. We'll see you. Take care. Baby, you ain't worth the whiskey.